0: Welcome to HR Coffee Time, a podcast to help you have a successful and fulfilling HR career without working yourself into the ground. If we haven't met before, I'm your host Faye Wallace, a career coach and outplacement specialist, and I'm also the founder of Bright Sky Career Coaching. Now, if you've ever had an idea that was shot down at work, even though you passionately believed it was a brilliant initiative, or you had an idea that you just couldn't get enough buy-in for from all the people you needed to, this episode is here to help. Before I dive into the main part of the episode, I have some really exciting news that I'd like to share with you. I have finally, after working away on it for months, finally finished putting my group coaching programme together for you. Thank you so much if you're one of the many people who gave me feedback on what to call the programme when I shared posts about it on LinkedIn and in the HR Ninjas Facebook group. The name I've settled on is Inspiring HR. And the reason I chose Inspiring HR is because I want you to feel inspired, empowered and energised by the programme. And my aim is that we build up your confidence, your credibility, and your influence at work so that the people around you are inspired by you too. I've created it for anyone who is in a standalone HR role or working in a small HR team and is at a mid to senior level. So your job title might be something like HR business partner, HR manager, head of HR, or HR director. I've been in both those situations myself before, so I've had a standalone role and I've worked as part of a small team. I've worked as part of big teams too, but I just remember in those particular instances really wishing that I had some trusted friends who worked in HR who I could bounce ideas off, talk to if I was finding things a bit tough going, and lean on for support, and then support them back if they needed it. So, one of my hopes for the Inspiring HR programme is that by making it a group programme, not only will you get help from me with the coaching and training that takes place each week, but I'm also going to do my absolute best to create an environment to help you all bond and develop friendships that will last long after the programme has finished. I'll quickly explain what the format is. It's a six-week programme, There'll be a two-hour group coaching session every Friday from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock, which we'll have over Zoom. And the first group coaching session starts on the 10th of June. So if you're listening to this in the future, that is the 10th of June 2022. And to help you get the most out of each week, I'll send you a video introducing new concepts and ideas that I think are going to be helpful for you along with a worksheet, a complete beforehand, just to help you really reflect on those new concepts, how to relate, how they relate to you. And so you can embed any new learning that you're having. And to help you keep on track with that, if you're thinking, ah, I don't have time (laughs) for a worksheet or a video, we'll also have an optional group co-working session every week. Now, if you haven't ever had a co-working session before, I promise it's a really simple concept. All that will happen is we'll agree on a time each week to call in using Zoom again and I'll just go around the Zoom room and say to you all, right, we've got this time, what do you want to use it to get focused on? And you can tell me or put it in the chat. And then for the next chunk of time that we have together, which is probably going to be an hour, but it will depend on what you all want and what you think you're going to benefit from, you will ideally mute your emails, mute your phone, just get your head down, crack on with what it is that you want to achieve. And then at the end of the time, I'll just go around the room again and say, okay, everyone, how did you get on? There is something weirdly powerful about knowing you're going to be checked up on at the end, so it will really help you to get that focus that you might feel you need. But it's completely optional, so it's just there if you want it. There's also going to be a private WhatsApp group for us all to share questions, resources and to get to know each other. And you'll also get some one-to-one time with me. So you'll have a 30-minute one-to-one coaching session with me before the group sessions start so that I can get to know you, to understand exactly what it is that you want from the programme, so I can tailor everything as much as possible to meet your needs. And then you'll have another one-to-one session with me once the group sessions have come to an end to help make sure that you're completely set up for success going forward. It's a really exciting time to join because it's a beta program. I'm never sure if you're supposed to pronounce that beta or beta, but I'll go with beta for today. That means that it's the first time I'm running it. So I'm offering it at a reduced price and I will be tweaking and adapting and creating resources for you as we progress to make sure it's tailored to what you need. So it means that you have this really unique opportunity to have the whole programme moulded and shaped to fit you perfectly. The topics that we'll be covering over the six weeks are firstly boosting your confidence, we'll do that in week one, in week two we'll look at being strategic, week three is all about building key relationships, week 4 we'll focus on influencing at a senior level, Week five is all about projecting confidence and credibility at work and then week six will be about planning for the future. If you'd like to learn more or to sign up I will put a link to a brochure that has got the full details of it in the show notes but if you can't find the link or you just want to get in touch with me straight away please just feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn or you can drop me an email at fay at brightskycareercoaching.co.uk and I will get straight back to you. If you do want to email me, one thing to mention is that my name doesn't have an E on the end. I'm not sure why my parents decided that, but it's just F-A-Y rather than F-A-Y-E. So thank you for listening to me talking about Inspiring HR. Now it is time to crack on with the main part of the show and look at how you can improve your influencing skills to get buy-in for your ideas at work. I'm going to do something a little different to normal and start off with a story. If you subscribe to get my HR Coffee Time emails every week or you follow me on LinkedIn, you might know that I am a bit partial to a story. In fact, they can be a great way of influencing because sharing messages through stories is often so much more interesting and impactful for people than sharing cold, hard facts. So it seems like quite a relevant way of starting things off. It's a story about someone I used to work with who was famous for his incredible influencing skills. I've changed his name and I will be calling him Temi for this story. So Temi was a popular, well-respected leader who was renowned for doing an excellent job. I learned about his influencing skills by accident one day when I bumped into one of the directors in the building and mentioned that Temi was looking for him. And I was really surprised because the director's face fell as soon as I mentioned it and he said, oh no, don't tell Temi you've seen me. And I remember saying something along the lines of, what do you mean? I thought you really liked Temi. Why don't you want to see him? And he said, you don't understand, Faye. Temi is going to come to me to ask for something. He's going to need some sort of resources for one of his projects. He's going to want me to give him either more people or more budget. And I just can't do it. We're so busy with projects. I haven't got any budget left over to share. And so I said to him, well, that's okay. That all seems perfectly reasonable. I'm sure he's going to understand. But he said, oh, you don't understand, Faye. He is the most influential person I have ever met in my life. You start a conversation with him and you're determined not to give him anything. You tell yourself in advance, nope, nope, that's it. I definitely can't give him the resources he's asking for. He's just going to have to wait in line with everyone else. But suddenly, in the next moment, not only are you giving him what he initially asked for, you seem to be giving him even more. And you're happy about it because he has some sort of mind control. So that's why I don't want to bump into him. I know that even though logically I can't give him what he wants, as soon as I see him, he's going to talk me into it. Now, that was the first time I'd heard anyone speak about Temmie's powers of persuasion. I didn't see Temmie or the director again that day, so I don't know what happened in the end with their conversation, but a little while later, it may have been days or weeks, I can't really remember now, I was having a conversation with Temi in his office and I remember saying to him, I hear that you're this really talented influencer. That's something I'm really not very good at at all. Now, if you've listened to episode one of the podcast where I talked about fixed and growth mindset, or you already know about these concepts, you'll be able to spot straight away that I very much had a fixed mindset at the time. I believed that we all have certain talents, that we're all just good or bad at different skills. So, in that moment, I was completely convinced that Temmie was talented at it and I wasn't. And that was the end of it. But Temmie looked at me and he said, It's just a skill, Faye, and any skill can be learnt. And he pointed around the walls, and I saw on there that there were all these different certificates of completion of training courses that he'd attended to do with leadership, negotiating, business and influencing. At the time with my fixed mindset thinking I remember thinking oh yes but you're good at it anyway. Those courses probably just help you to be even better at something that you find quite easy and you can probably tell from listening to me if you've been listening to the podcast for a while that this happened a long time ago I definitely wouldn't have become a coach or I wouldn't have become a very good coach if I'd carried on thinking that way and now that I am a coach and have been for many years I see evidence in front of me every day that my thinking was deeply flawed because I work with people all the time that build their skills and they build their confidence in areas that they thought that they might never be able to or that they just find hard or that don't really come naturally to them. I wish I'd stayed in touch with Temi. If I had, I would have invited him on today to share his tips about influencing. Instead, let me share what I've learned over the years with you. Influencing is a topic that I cover in detail in the Inspiring HR programme. There's way too much to cover in one podcast episode. So instead, I'll share one thing It's something I learned from Terry Bacon's book, which is called Elements of Influence. It is a brilliant read, so I would highly recommend getting it if you'd like to delve into this in more detail. And this one thing that I want to share with you is the thing that I think is the most helpful. It's this. There are three main ways people like to be influenced. Once I learned what these three main ways were, I had one of those huge, aha, lightbulb moments. Because what I've noticed is that everyone has got influencing skills. We develop them from the moment we're born and we need to get our parents to feed us, to change us, to cuddle us and to look after us. So our very first influencing skill is crying. And we usually don't stop crying until we've got what we want. And then as we grow up, we start to add more techniques to our influencing toolbox. We find that some feel particularly comfortable and we have real success with them. So we keep on using them until they're so ingrained that we just don't really think about them anymore. But the challenges that we find when we've grown up and we're at work is that we can get buy-in for our ideas with some people. But at other times, we just can't seem to manage it at all. And although there, of course, could be lots of different reasons that we might not be getting a buy-in for an idea, one of the main reasons is that while growing up and developing our influencing skills, we tend to develop only one or two of the three main ways. We're usually always missing one of them. Temi was such an incredible influencer because he had mastered and was comfortable with all three. So let me put you out of your suspense and talk you through the three main ways now. And as I talk you through these three different approaches, I would love to encourage you to think about which you find yourself using the most naturally and which ones you shy away from. You might also find it useful to think about which ones you respond to the best and which ones you don't really like having used on you. So the first influencing style is rational. Rational approaches to influencing include using logic to explain what you need or want, by using authority, so for example saying this has got to get done because the CEO said so, or this has got to be done or we'll be breaking the law, or otherwise it can just be about stating what it is that you want to happen, with real confidence in the belief that people will fall into line and do what you say. For me personally, I know this is the one influencing style that I'm the least skilled at. It's also an approach that doesn't tend to work very well on me. And if I can think of an example recently, like I would love you to be able to think, hang on a minute, has anyone tried to influence me like this? Did it work? Did I like it? How did I feel about it? So when I've been asking myself these same questions, I suddenly remembered that I had someone pitch to be a guest on the podcast a little while ago. And he presented me with facts and figures about why his approach to careers was right and why I should therefore have him on the show. And I could just feel myself switching off as he reeled off all of these facts as much as I was trying to pay attention and as much as I appreciated his efforts and I really did understand that he was trying to build a convincing pitch but what he was saying just didn't resonate with me at all. It didn't influence me to say yes and the fact that this approach doesn't work well with me is also a big clue that it's an influencing style I'm not particularly strong at because we tend to find that we use the influencing styles that we like and we respond to the best personally. So if you've tried to get buy-in for an idea at work, but it's been dismissed or blocked by someone, it's probably a good idea to try and identify what their influencing style is, because once you can spot what their preferred style is, what they're most comfortable with using themselves, it gives you a big clue that it's a good style to try to use on them you don't have to behave in exactly the same way as they are but you can find a way of utilizing that style that's going to feel comfortable for you and that's going to work for you i'll move on to the second influencing style now to try to bring this all to life just a little bit more and so you can see what the other styles are so the second influencing style is social This can involve getting to know other people and build relationships with them. It can involve consulting with other people, so asking their opinion and involving them. You see this in change management a lot. A lot of change management best practice talks about making sure that you're including people and involving them if you're going to be making a change so they feel that they've had their voices heard and they're giving valuable input. The social influencing style can also include building alliances at work. So getting buy-in from lots of other people so that even if one person is saying no, actually the group collectively may be able to sway them or other people in that group may be able to talk them around for you. Now the fact that I have so many podcast episodes focused on networking and building relationships probably gives a bit of a clue that This is one of the influencing styles I'm most comfortable with. I don't consciously think, oh, I'm going to use this style to influence people. It's just something that I do naturally, as in trying to get to know people and build those relationships. And just from that, naturally there will be influence, whether I'm realizing it or not. The third influencing style is emotional. So this involves appealing to values, making an emotional appeal, or acting as a role model to encourage people to get on board with your ideas or behave in a way that you'd like them to. So probably the most well-known example I can think of, of someone using this style seemingly naturally and incredibly effectively, is Martin Luther King with his famous I Have a Dream speech. It is pretty hard not to be moved by his words, by the emotion, and by really wanting to get behind him and his ideas. Now, you don't have to be (laughs) quite as amazing as Martin Luther King to use this technique at all. It can just be about saying, we're doing this because it's the right thing, or doing this because of how people are going to feel. If you find yourself talking about feelings a lot, about doing the right thing a lot, about being people focused, it may be that this is your preferred influencing style. It's one that definitely resonates with me. I'm not sure that I'm particularly good at using it myself, but I know that it it does work on me. I'm definitely moved by things if there's emotion behind them and there's a people focus behind them. So I would love to know once you've listened to this, Which styles do you think you respond to the best? Which styles are you most comfortable using? And which style could you benefit from working on developing? Is there a style in there that it could be quite a good idea to start to feel a bit more comfortable with it so that you can try it out and become more influential at work? You can always reach me on LinkedIn or by replying to any of my HR Coffee Time emails to let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts that brings us to the end of today's show I really hope that you found it helpful if you've got a friend who you think would really love the show and find it useful perhaps they want to work on their influencing style or they just want to start developing their career then I would love it if you would share the show with them and encourage them to listen to it thank you so much and I will look forward to being back again next week